Well, M12, it was the summer of 2014, and I had just moved into a new town to, to start an internship, to start a new job, and, and this meant that I had to, to, for a summer, just for a few months, move in with a, with a new family. And so I'll never forget what happened on one of the first nights I was there. I was getting ready for bed, and so I'm doing you know, what all of us guys do before we get to bed. I'm, I'm brushing my teeth. Some of you may not do that. I don't know. But, but I'm brushing my teeth. I'm taking out my contacts, doing that whole thing. And before I went to, to bed, I, I grabbed my, my cell phone, and I had been dating a girl who's now my fiance. I was dating her then. Her name's Caroline. What up? Thank you. Was not expecting that, but I appreciate it. So, so here's the thing. I, I grab my phone before bed and, and I send her a little text message. I say, uh, Caroline, I just want you to know that, that I love spending part of my day with you. All you girls at this point are like, how sweet. All right. So I, I'm texting her, hey, great day. Uh, really love hanging out with you. Uh, cannot wait to see you again tomorrow. So I go ahead and push send on my iPhone. And while you think it was really sweet, what was not sweet is that I did not send that to Caroline. I sent that to the mom of the family that I was now living with. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was like not good at all. Like I, I thought that the new hus the husband was going to come in and like beat me up, right? It was a scary moment. Uh, so, so I send the text thinking that all's good in the world, that I'm like earning brownie points with my, with my girlfriend. And then uh, from across the hall, I hear like this 40-year-old female voice laughing her head off. And at that moment, I received a text back from her saying, uh, I don't think that this was meant for me. I mean, it, it was not one of my brightest moments, really embarrassing. Maybe you've been in a, some kind of situation like that, but all it takes is a quick Google search, and you'll find some interesting text conversations that were maybe meant for one person, but went to somebody else. So let's check just a few of these out. Like this one right here, check it out with me. Uh, hey, mate, my name's Mario. Just wanted to know if I could come and take a look at the car you have for sale. After 5 p.m. is good for me. When are you available? Cheers. And then that person says, I should be, should be. I don't know if they knew how to text there but I should be available after six. And then later that night, good night, beautiful. I cannot wait to have you in my arms. Love and miss you heaps, XOXO. And then like, don't you love this response? Uh, look, man, I'm just interested in the car, right? So that's one. Let's check out this other one. Hey girl, it's Melanie from Old Navy. Could you take my 445 to nine shift tonight? Yeah, I'd love to take your hours, the response. Yeah, you're the best. And then at four, that's military time. If you can tell, it's four o'clock. She sends this. Uh, by the way, you've got the wrong number. You should probably get ready for work. What? If you are that kind of friend in the room, you should be ashamed, right? All right, let's check out one more. Uh, so, so this person who maybe normally is at church is not at church. So she gets a text. Why are you not at church? And then... Who is this? Uh, this is God. And this girl's like, God, uh, why are you texting? You need to pay attention. I mean, you've all been in situations like this, maybe. But here's the thing, M12, is that in our world, we are constantly sending and receiving text messages. And not just text messages, but messages from, from all kinds of places. Maybe you're at school and, and you hear some messages there in class 
Or maybe you go home and you, you turn on Netflix to your favorite show and you may not realize it, but even in TV shows, you are being taught messages. You're being taught messages. And here's the cool thing is even some of the most popular songs of our day have under the surface some meanings. And so what we're going to do in this series, Top of the Charts, this is week one, we're going to look at some of our favorite songs from this past year, and we're going to go under the surface, and we're going to figure out some meaning that may be beneficial for you. So tonight, we're going to look at this song. It's called Something Just Like This from Coldplay, and we're going to take a look at what it may mean. So go ahead and check out a few minutes of this song, and uh, then we'll talk about it. of old, the legends and the myths, Achilles and his gold, Achilles and his gifts, and Spider-Man's control, and Batman with his fist, and clearly I don't see myself upon that list, but she said, where'd you wanna go, how much you wanna risk, I'm not looking for somebody with some superhuman gifts, some superhero, some fairy tale bliss Just something I can turn to Somebody I can kiss I want something just like this Do 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 Oh, I want something just like this one of the top songs of this year. I mean, I mean, you can just hear it in the lyrics. Chris Martin, the, the lead singer of Coldplay, he, he writes it out. I've been reading books of old, the, the legends and the myths, Achilles and his gold, Hercules and his gifts, Spider-Man and his control, Batman and his fists. But, but then he says this, and this is going to be up on the screen. This is the main lyric that we'll look at. He says this, and clearly, I don't see myself up on that list. See, something about music is that music, it, it tells messages. Music tells us messages. And what 
the lead singer of Coldplay is talking about, the message that he's trying to say, is really the message is a question. And the question is this. The question is, who am I? I don't know if you've ever thought about this question. I don't know. Maybe it's something that, that you are currently wrestling with yourself. But, but this man singing the song, he is his age, and even he is trying to figure out, who am I? All the talking right here does not need to happen. And so, listen to me. He's trying to find out who he is. And in the song, he's talking about how he's looked at all these people, even in the past, some who aren't even real Batman and people like that. But for you, maybe it's an older sibling that you look up to and you feel like you can never measure up. Maybe it's a, a coach or some athlete that you look up to and you think, I'm never going to become like them. And maybe the question you're thinking is, what in the world is my identity? See, this is something that we all uh, want to figure out. And, and here's the thing. Culture has often told us this. Culture's told us, hey, just be yourself, right? Uh, I mean, if you're just yourself, then everything's going to be taken care of. But here's the thing, even that statement of, hey, you just be yourself, you do you, even that statement sidesteps the real question of, well, who am I? And so here's the great thing is, while these songs that we look at over the next few weeks, while they have messages that don't always have the right answer, we know that, that God shows us the right answers through the Bible, right? He does, and so let's grab a Bible. We're going to turn to Psalm chapter 38. Psalm chapter 38. If you've got a 12-stone Bible, that's page 621. And as you're turning there, we're going to look at the story in life of this guy named David. Now, this doesn't require any talking, but you've probably heard of David. David was a military leader, but he was also a king. And he was also a musician and somewhat of a worship leader. In fact, if you look through the books of the book of Psalms, a lot of that book was written as songs for the Jewish people. David has a lot of knowledge and a lot of wisdom about what it looks like to have your identity rooted in the right things in God. And so let's take a look at this together. This is Psalm 139. We'll start in verse 4. It says this. You can follow along even uh, on the screen here. It says this, Psalm 139, 1 through 4. David says this. Pay attention with me. You have searched me, Lord, and you know me. You know when I sit and when I rise, you perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going out and my lying down. You are familiar with all my ways. Before a word is on my tongue, you, Lord, know it completely. And so if you're taking notes, here's the first thing on your notes, the bottom line. It's going to be on the screen. It's that my design is found in my designer. My design is found in my desire, designer. And what that means is that your identity, your identity is found in the one that gave you identity. And, and when you follow your designer, when you follow God, who you are, and what you're supposed to do, all eventually makes sense. 
Because M12, whether you want to admit it or not, we all lay our head on the pillow at night wondering, who am I and what am I going to do with my life? In M12, myself, other leaders, the, the band all around this room, the leaders all around the room, they, if they were to sit down and talk to you, even they would tell you that if you, if you set the foundation of your life with God, then he's going to help you find your identity. He's going to help you find your purpose. Let, let me tell it like this. I drive a 2008 Honda Civic. I mean, it is... It is, it's a bad car. I mean, I think like, I currently think the bumper's like falling off. I mean, it's that kind of car. And, and uh, what if I were to take it to the Mercedes-Benz dealership? I'd be rolling up and they'd be like, what does this joker think he's doing coming to the Mercedes dealership with a Honda with like a bumper that's falling off? But here's the thing. Here's the thing. They would maybe be able to help me a little bit, right? I mean, they could... They could probably change out the oil, maybe, maybe clean it up a little bit. But the dealership that knows my car best is Honda. I mean, think about it. At the Honda dealership, they literally put my car together. They, they designed it. They, they thought through all the, the intricacies before they even put it together. And it's kind of like that with us when we think, who am I? See, a lot of times we go to the world to figure out who we are. A lot of times we go to the world and the world says things like, well, if you're going to fit in, then you need to look like her. Or if you're going to fit in, you need to change your hair to this color. Or if you're going to be cool, you need to talk like this. And if you're going to fit in, you need to say these words, tell these jokes. You need to be like this. Why do you go to M12? That's not cool. Don't you know that God, that that's not cool? I mean, don't go to M12. Be like us. See, that's what the world tells you you're supposed to be like. But just like my Honda should go to the Honda dealership, we should go to God for our identity. Because M12, see, David had this figured out. He had it figured out that God was the designer of his life. He knew that it was God who, who, who formed even his personality. It was God that, that formed who he was supposed to follow as God. It was, it was God. And, and so our design is found in our designer. So let's go on a little bit in this scripture. We'll, we'll go to uh, verses 13 and 14. It says this, for you created me in my inmost being. You, you knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful and I know that full well. See, David also realized this. This is not in your notes, but if, if you need to, write it down. If you are going to have your identity in God, then you need to fully give yourself to him. If you're going to find your identity in God, then you've got to give yourself completely to him. In fact, maybe it'd be helpful like this. I remember uh, when I was in school, we would always have lunch trays, kind of like this one right here, right? Uh, I mean... I don't know what kind of trays you have at your school. Maybe you'll have more of the, the styrofoam plates. Maybe you have these kind of trays at school, but, 
But this is what we had at my school, and it did not take long for me to figure out that, that there were different places in the tray that stuff was supposed to go. Like if you can see on your right there, obviously that's for your silverware and then all the other compartments. You had a little space to like put your, you know, carton of milk, right? And your vegetables and like the meat and, and all that stuff. But here's the thing. When you get a, a tray of food on a tray like this, it's all compartmentalized, right? And stuff doesn't touch each other. And here's the thing. I'll explain it. But let me say a lot of you in regards to your relationship with God and your identity, live like this. L let me explain. Maybe, maybe that big compartment there, like maybe that is your God space. Maybe that's your identity uh, when you're here at M12. Maybe, maybe when you get to M12, you, you change your language and there are certain things that you don't say because you know, you're, you're in church and you're not supposed to say things like when you're around this building or something like that. Or, or, or maybe that's your God space, right? And then maybe on the left, maybe that's how you act. Maybe that's your identity when you're with the guys or, or when you're just with a group of girls and y'all start talking with other girls about that girl. And, and maybe that's how you act there. But, but maybe there's a few other compartments. Maybe, maybe you act one way at home. And your life's all compartmentalized. And here's the thing is if your identity is going to be fully in God, fully in Jesus then your life cannot look like this. You've got to give yourself fully over to Jesus. And so maybe for you tonight, maybe, maybe that's the encouragement. Maybe that's the, the challenge. Maybe you know that your life looks a lot like that. And maybe you need to pray to God, God, help me give myself fully over to you. In fact, I don't know if you've seen these movies, Chronicles of Narnia, but the guy that wrote those uh, books, his name's C.S. Lewis, and, and he wrote a few sentences on this idea of, of giving ourselves fully over to God. So, so I want us to, to take a look on the screen uh, together, and C.S. Lewis says this, the more we let God take us over, the more truly ourselves we become because he made us, because he made us. And so what he's saying there, I mean, look at it and think about that. The more you let God take you over, the more ourselves we become. See, like there's a lot of you right now who, who, who even are, are acting certain ways so that other people can look at you and think, oh, he's so cool or she's so cool. And that is a great symbol that your identity is probably in the wrong place. And maybe, maybe even the Holy Spirit, that's God, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Maybe the Holy Spirit is, is what we would call uh, convicting you tonight because you know that all of your life is not completely given over to God, to Jesus. And so I want to give you a few pieces of application as we begin to, to, to think about how this would apply to our lives. But to do that, let, let's look at a few more scriptures. Let's look at, at Psalm 139, verses 23 and 24. It says this, search me, search me, God, and know my anxious heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there's any offensive way in me. And lead me in the way 
everlasting. CM12 student, if you want your identity to be founded on the right things, founded on God, then you're going to have to find out a way to live out this verse. See, when, when Jesus was here on earth, he, he, he told a parable. A parable was a story that uh, probably didn't happen but was used to, to tell us a, a very important moral, if you will, tell us a point. And Jesus tells this parable. He says that, that there were two men. One built a house, but he built it on the sand. And when the, the hard things of life came, when storms came, if you will, that his house fell down, that, that his whole life was ruined. But then there was another man, and he built his house on the right things. He built his house on a rock foundation. And guess what happened? You don't have to say it out loud, but, but think. When the tough things of life came, his identity was solid because his foundation was right. In M12, man, it would be a really sad thing if you left M12 and maybe went on to H12 and go on your own and, and some bad things happen, the storms of life come. And if you are not founded on Jesus, then life may be tough for you. But like I said, if you follow this verse, then your identity is going to be stable and you're going to be like this man who had his house built on the rock. So, so on your notes, I want to give you guys a few, uh, a few application points from this verse. And the first one is this. Maybe you need to pray, search me. Maybe you need to pray to God and say, God, would you search me? And here's what I mean by praying, God, would you search me? A lot of us have parts of our personality that we just don't see, right? And maybe you know this, maybe you don't. Uh, but I'll guarantee you this, your closest friends know things about you that maybe you don't even realize about yourself. I found this out uh, as soon as I uh, started really kind of dating my fiance. She, she, she would tell me, like, I, I'd be uh, driving down the road and somebody would cut me off. And I'd be like, this is crazy. Like, that guy cannot drive. And she, she'd be like, you want to, she'd be like, you want to go into ministry? And I'm like, oh, that, that hurt, Right. Or uh, maybe I go through the drive-thru and the, the person running the drive-thru just is not talking loud enough. Or like they're not getting my order right. And she's like, hey, you probably shouldn't treat people like that. And here's the thing. I didn't realize those things about myself until she showed me. And maybe there's things about your personality, things about your actions that you don't see, but other people do, and God definitely does. So maybe for you, if your identity is going to be fully founded on Jesus, maybe you need to pray, God, would you search me? Or if you're taking notes, maybe this one. Uh, number two, pray, test me. If you're taking notes, test me. Here's what testing means. It, it's not necessarily God tempt me to sin, but, but God, bring tough things into my life so that I can grow. See, M12, it's not just those really awesome parts of life that, that help you grow in your faith, but it's really the, those hard times of life. Whenever God brings things into your life that are difficult, 
Those things make you grow in your relationship with God. They, they grow your character. They make you more like Jesus. They grow your, your capacity. And when you ask God, hey, God, test me, he's going to allow you to grow. He's going to give you opportunities to have your identity more in him. Maybe it's number three. Uh, it's going to be on the screen. Pray, see me. Maybe you need to pray, hey, God, see me. What this is, is what we'll call unconfessed sin. And this may be a difficult uh, idea for you to grasp, but maybe there's things in your life that you know are not godly. In fact, maybe you've been coming to church for a while, and, and maybe you're so used to how things are here that, that maybe you figured out what sins you can keep around and just not let people know about. Maybe there's certain sins that, that you only commit when you're at home by yourself or, or with the girls and you're talking about other people, or maybe you're with guys and, and you're a guy and you feel like you got to like measure up. So you tell like d dumb jokes and, and fool around in ways you know you shouldn't. I, I don't know what the sin is in, in, in your life, but tonight confess it to God. Or maybe it's number four. Maybe you need to pray, God, would you lead me? Because here's what we know about identity. Is it's one thing to know who you are. But it's a completely other thing to know, God, what am I supposed to do? And like David in Psalm 139, if you follow God, if you let him lead you, God's going to show you where to go. God's going to show you what to do. And when you do these things, when you pray these four things to God, I think that you will not only know that your design is found in your designer, in your designer but I think that God is going to give you a life that's founded on him, and that is the best thing that any of us could ask for. So M12, as we begin to wrap it up, my... My encouragement to you is to think, which of these four prayers do I need to pray to God? Do I need to pray, God, search me, show me my blind spots? Or, or God, test me. God, would you bring trials, tough times into my life so that I can grow? Or maybe do you pray, see me, God, show me unrepentant sin in my life so that I, I can become more holy and more effective for the church, for the kingdom of God, or maybe you need to pray, lead me. God, show me, show me where to go and what to do.